Could I speak to you for a moment? Daniel wasn't sure he'd ever seen the man without a cigarette in his mouth. Uh, sure. Just let me get my bags. I'll have someone take care of it for you. Come on, then. He didn't get the chance to argue. Okay, then. Right. Behind you... is something. Wrong? No, not at all. <clears throat> I wanted to thank you. Oh. What for? Don't know many who would be willing to go back. Back east, you mean? Well, it's... a trek, sure. We both know that isn't what I mean. I... no. Like I said, I wanted to thank you. Those boys need... Well, guess they need what I needed back then when I was younger. Voice of reason. I'm having a hard time imagining that, if I'm being honest. Oh? No, no offense. <laughs> None taken. I'll admit it. No point denying what I was. <laughs> Rowdy, that might be the best word for it. But I had breath more. Well, you'll meet him soon. I hope. My voice of reason. <clears throat> for now, though, just wanted to wish you luck. I know it's... Well, it's not like he can't take care of himself. But Aurora... If he's anything like me back then... He'll need you around. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. Brings a balance, doesn't he? <laughs> In a way, sure. <sighs> Brings me a whole lot of grief. But I... Wouldn't have it any other way. When we were with the Javara, I used to worry. He's the type of person that would make anyone nervous around high ledges, you know? Not because I was afraid. He'd jump. Not anymore. But because he... Wasn't afraid of falling? Yes, exactly. Benjamin clapped a hand over his shoulder. Daniel flinched. I'm glad you two have each other. You don't get something like that every day. <sighs> I won't keep you. Just wanted to make sure you knew we appreciated it. All of us. This isn't easy, Daniel. It takes a certain type of person to do it. And before you say, a stupid one, just know I'm being sincere about you. Just know I'm being sincere about thanking you. We? All of us. This isn't easy, Daniel. It takes a certain type of person to do it. And before you say a stupid one, just know I'm being sincere about thanking you. I wasn't going to say that. Is he really coming with us? Do you ever shut up? <sighs> yeah. He's not happy about the other half of the party. He'll get over it. Good luck to you on your travels. We'll see you all soon. Right. See you soon. I don't like you, Zane. Gracias, Aurora. You're not supposed to say thank you. You didn't call me Crossfair. And for that, I say thank you. 
I didn't realize there was a ban on the name. I just don't prefer it. That's all. Will you two shut up? For them, I think this counts as some form of bonding. <laughs> or flirting. With Aurora, I think that's the same thing. I'm about tired of bonding for the day, then. <sighs> Silas, do you actually know where we're going? Yes. We'll have to find a place to camp soon. Freezing <sighs> my balls off out here. There's a town not far from here. Might have an inn. No inns. Too far east. I'm close to Gravara. Another night out of the cold, then. As long as I don't wake up with that bastard glued to me again. I'm a clinger. I can't help it. Ask Daniel. <laughs> no thanks. Don't want the gory details. <clears throat> it's getting worse, the snow. Why don't we stop at the next ridgeline and hunker down? A little further. Fishing town right on the river. The Trevara want nothing to do with it. If anywhere is safe, it's there. And it's out of the cold. No. Look at you. Master navigator of shitty northeastern Bruntowns. I grew up around here. Well, a little west of here. Stone Hollow. An equally shitty northeastern Bruntown, I suppose. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a surprise for your parents? Their wayward son and a band of unfortunates. They... don't live there anymore, no. You... Aurora, you know they're both dead. I didn't... <laughs> I... Really, that's not something you just spring on someone. Oh shit, here we go. Yes you did, I told you, back when we were with the Javara. <sighs> Never mind, doesn't matter. The land cleared up ahead, sloping downward to a mostly vacant plain. From there, it grew smoother undisturbed by underbrush. I really don't think you told me. I did, Aurora. Back when my brother visited. Brother? Now you're just making things up. He visited more than once. Tall one. Dark hair, not so many curls. Yes. Wears glasses. That's Colin. Yes. See? You remember. Had a mark. A birthmark. Right below his... What? Hold on a second. What is it? I don't hear anything. Aurora felt the animal shift, then struggled to remain upright as it hastily tried to pull its leg free. Get off the horses now. You, Daniel, go forward. Nice and slow. See where the grass starts again? You're the closest to the shore. Aurora, next! It was painful. The slow crawl to the side, but Aurora shifted in the snow, testing his own weight on the ice before he followed suit. Zane, right after me. See, si, I will follow. Silas is closer. Don't. Stay clear of me. I see it. It's moving. Under me, it's breaking. Keep moving. Don't stop. Somehow, mercifully, the ice held. <clears throat> Get a move on. Silas was still. Silas, come on. 
Bexirold, Silas, now! Put more weight on the ice and it'll give! You'll kill him! It's the river, he doesn't like water. The horse took a step forward, tugging the reins, unchallenged from Silas's hands. The animal could struggle only briefly before the current swept them under, and both horse and rider disappeared beneath the ice completely. Silas! Downstream, go! Find a break in the ice. There! Look! The tree! A tangle of limbs, both of the struggling horse and those belonging to the tree itself, jutted from a broken section of ice. A dam, or what remained of one, half buried beneath the snow and ice. The horse's hooves hammered into the ice as it hurled itself forward, bashing its heavy body against the ice, only for it to give away beneath it. If he isn't kicked to death by that thing, he'll drown before we get to him. Aurora couldn't move, could only watch as Azira moved forward first, attempting to grab for the bridle, only for the horse to strike out wildly, still scrambling for purchase against the ice. Shit! Cover your ears! The horse went still, aside from the shivering, jerking movements in the water, as its head lolled uselessly to one side among the dead branches. Move aside! You get stuck in there, you'll drown too. I'm a very good swimmer. He watched Zane shrug off his coat, and then wade willingly into the water, into the tangling of flesh and wood. For a moment, he went under entirely, as Azira and Daniel worked to create a clearer path to the shore with their boots. A knife! Give me a knife! Take mine. Aurora swore he only blinked and Zane had disappeared again beneath the black surface of the water. Then, another blink, another moment. He was there again, and the tangle of bodies further complicated as Azira and Daniel aided him back to the shore. It was only when he caught sight of Silas's limp form that his own body allowed him to move again. Get back! Zane was shivering, and perhaps more alarmingly, Silas was utterly still. Azira shook him, laying him flat on his back while Zane, albeit shakily, moved to tilt back his chin. Is he dead? He can't be. Shut up! Let him work! It was then that Zane brought his own face closer, as if listening, then closed the distance completely as his mouth pressed to Silas. What are you doing? I'll kill you, you... Shut him up before I knock him on his ass. Aurora, relax. Relax? He just kissed... Zane didn't respond, only drawing back before pressing hard, fast and rhythmically, on Silas's chest. Come on. Come on. Come on. You have to do it harder. I'll break him. There you go. Breathe. I really thought he was a goner. God, he says you're a lucky bastard. Not again. Not again, please. Not again. Silas, back. Look at me. You're safe. Daniel, can you get us to that town? Yes, if we're by the river. Obviously now we're closer than I thought. How far? Just down that way. 
There's a bridge. Of course there's a damn bridge. A few minutes? Hope you're right. We'll freeze if not. Then let's... Hope I'm not wrong. We'll be gone by morning, and we could pay you for the clothing. Take your time. Not using the barn now anyway. Most of that stuff was my son's, and he never made it away from the east. Keep it. We appreciate it. You get warm, keep that fire burning and the doors closed. It'll be plenty. You, uh, just keep this quiet. We will. Don't care what you are, as long as you're gone by tomorrow. <coughs> you thought you said he'd stop that. I'm fine. Silas's head rose briefly, eyes still dull, as he looked towards the door warily. Daniel is keeping watch. We're fine. Mm. How are your fingers? Still got them? <sighs> feel cold. We all are. Don't think I'll ever get fully warmed up again. My toes feel like ice. It's not so bad by the fire. You're also under about six blankets, hat bastard. Silas is under about six blankets. I just get the tails of them. <laughs> I'm fine. You don't have to stay with me. Kicking me out? Rude of you, isn't it? Next time, I vote we dunk Hat Bastard in the river. Mm. Aurora stood slowly, feeling the cold still creep through his blood as he got to his feet. He pulled a blanket free from Silas, draping it over his shoulder. I'm going to check on Daniel. Tell him to come in. No use freezing to death out here. Don't go far. We'll do my best. Everything all right? Come inside. It's too cold out here. That wall blocks the wind well enough. I'd rather not have to deal with hypothermia a second time today. Wouldn't you? <sighs> yeah, I know. <clears throat> what did they say? Our kind savior just told us to be gone in the morning. And to keep the clothes. That was nice. Grim, considering we're wearing a dead man's clothes... But, sure. Do you know that for sure? No, just going by what was said. <sighs> Fix it all, it's cold. Daniel slid sideways, making space for Aurora, where he sat atop a stack of crates. Aurora joined him, offering the end of his blanket. Thanks. You're welcome. Do you ever think of having children? That was... sudden. The previous owner of the clothes, I'm afraid. That's what reminded me. Oh. I... well... I'm not sure. Aurora let his head fall, leaning against the warmth of Daniel's shoulder. It would depend on my... partner, I guess. If I was in a place for it, maybe I... I don't know. <laughs> You can say no. 
I don't think I'd be a very good father. I think everyone worries about that. Hewitt, though. I've seen you with Jackson's kids. My younger sisters, if we're being technical. Do you... think about things like that? Children? Having a family? Sure. Sometimes, when the moment allows. (laughs) Surprisingly, little time to think about life outside this mess. Isn't there? Goddesses, yeah. (laughs) I'd hope things would be better. Once we got away from here. Something of the opposite, I'd say. It's better than being there. Less chains. Daniel, you say that like you've encountered chains since leaving the Dravara. What a scandal. And a surprising thing to disclose. We were both in chains just a bit ago. Ah, right. The bounty hunters. One of which who's kissed my brother. And now they're alone with him. And shot him. And shot him! (laughs) Conflicting acts of affection. I don't know about you, but I don't consider shooting someone an act of affection. Goddess is not at all. As long as I live, I hope to never experience that again. By some miracle, say we get out of this alive. Would you stay with me? Of course. Would you marry me? (laughs) Never. (laughs) And why not? I'm a cat, you know. Daniel looked up with something of a smile, bringing his hands away and lifting Aurora's hat from his head to set it aside. And what if I promise to be careful? Like you would do that. I'll retire. Retirement hasn't exactly worked out for either of us. It could, once this is over. Aurora, I... Daniel's breath ghosted across his face as his head turned inward, further against the cold, pressed against Aurora's side and wrapped by the pull of the blanket. It was quiet, familiar in a way that also made his heart beat more quickly in his chest. Stop me, if... if this isn't... Daniel's head tilted, and Aurora felt Daniel's breath catch beneath where his hand had come to press against his chest. It was brief, hardly more of a brush of cautious mouths. Aurora's shaking hand fisted in Daniel's shirt to steady himself, only for him to pull away, the weight against his side disappearing. I... I'm sorry. I didn't. I wasn't. No, 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 Aurora. It's just... I don't want... No, I misread, and I'm... I don't want this to be... I... Listen, today has been... a lot. And I don't want you to push yourself into... I I want to. I... I want to. I want to. Please, don't worry about... Rushed. I don't want it to be. Six years is hardly rushed. What? Nothing. I'm sorry. No, no, don't apologize. I'm not... turning you away. It's more... I shouldn't have done that. Is... is it me? If I'm not... No, not with you. It's not... it's not you. I can't... with anyone... not, not after... After what? 
Why? Daniel pulled away, hesitating, and let his head drop forward against Aurora's. I'm scared. I'm so fucking scared. Of what? I don't know. That's the worst part. I'm scared of... everything. I'm so afraid of losing you, and... I can't... I can barely keep myself together, and I, I can't... change how things are... between us. I'm sorry. You don't have to be sorry. You are not going to die. What? Will you promise me you'll try? The words ached beneath his ribs, and he unfurled the end of the blanket to free his hands, tangling them with Daniel's. Trying not to die. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that's a promise anyone can make. Please. Just try to keep yourself safe, whatever happens. Promise me that much. If I can help it, yes, I promise. I... I have people to stay alive for. Daniel's head leaned in again, half obscured by the blanket. <laughs> Are you laughing or crying? I don't know. A bit of both. I think... I'm sorry. You don't have anything to be sorry for. Tell you what. You marry me, and I'll wear a suit. A proper one. Might even be convinced to forego the hat, hmm? Aurora leaned into the hand that urged him closer. <laughs> we weren't. Wait, Zane, it wasn't... I didn't even have my pants undone. Goddesses, he's not going to look us in the eyes tomorrow. But he's right. We should go inside. He doesn't look me in the eyes normally. That's because you torment him. Shouldn't be kissing my brother in an emergency. <laughs> Alright, I cave. Marry me, and I'll toss the hand aside. Forever? Not a chance. But for the day, yes. <laughs> Is that a promise? Mom? Snow had begun to drift inside, dusting the floors and forming small piles against the legs of the furniture. It was a wonder the fire was still lit. Yes. Can I get you anything? Rowena looked up, watching as Harriet slipped carefully across the room to close and lock the doors that led outside. Can I help you, Tuffet? Uh, no, ma'am. But you haven't been out all day. I came to ask if you needed anything. Rowena unfurled the end of her cloak, shuddering at the stiffness in her limbs the pain that rose from previously frostbitten fingers and toes as she unfolded her legs from under her. She kept herself mostly covered, hiding her feet from feeling the cold floor and motioning vaguely across the room. 
Bring me my boots. Why are you here? Mum, I told you I was just seeing if you needed anything. We've organised another patrol for the morning, but since it's so late, I've handled everything for today. Everything? <laughs> Tuffet, if I believed you were that capable on your own, I wouldn't have you as an officer. Excuse me? Isn't there something for you to do that doesn't involve bothering me? Yes, ma'am. I'm sure I could find something. <sighs> it's cold in here, isn't it? Rowena kicked aside a dusting of snow, expression falling at the slight of the clumps of silver hair that had fallen from her lap. She reached out for a knife on the table, sawing through several connected strands of her hair and letting them fall without a word. Yes, ma'am. It's very cold. She eyed the knife in her hand for a moment before setting it aside again. You shouldn't leave the doors open, Tuffet. For a moment, the officer looked confused, glancing towards the door until she simply took to ducking her head. Uh, yes, ma'am, you're right. It must have been me when I was in here earlier. Were you, though? I'm sorry? Were you here earlier? No. I guess I wasn't. Then why would you suggest it? Just what are you trying to prove by lying to me? <sighs> why don't you run a bath for me? Now, Mum. Honestly, I'm not sure whether you're just ignorant of tone or just truly believe I'm unable to care for myself. If I needed your help, Tuffet, I would ask for you to come here. Now, did I call for you? No. Then, for the very last time, and don't even try to convince me you are simply concerned, why are you here? Harriet folded her hands in front of her and seemed just to breathe, nothing more, until her gaze rose with whatever bravery could possibly exist in her pathetic body. Her expression hardened, brows knitting, priceless. Mom, I care about you. All I want is for you to be alright, and I noticed you hadn't left the keep today. I was concerned, honestly. I thought that maybe I could help you if something was wrong. Please, is there anything at all I can do to make you feel better? I do care, Rowena. Really, I do. Is this supposed to make me feel something? <laughs> oh, get me my gauntlet, Tuffet. You're grating on my very last nerve. Yes, Mum. I'm sorry. Now. Again, the officer only dipped her head, shuffling across the room to the table and returning with what was asked. Rowena took it from her, slipping the gauntlet onto her forearm and struggling briefly at the straps with her teeth. Her fingers flexed, reaching out slowly to lift Harriet's chin with a pair of sharp digits. You would lick the dirt from my boots if I asked you to, wouldn't you, Tuffet? 
She let the officer go, stepping back to fiddle once more with the straps that held the articulated bits of metal in place. Satisfied, she moved off towards the door, waving one of her hands idly and wondering if Harriet would really follow. And she did. His day is soon. You know that, don't you? Yes, Mom. Mom? Rowena leaned against the railing, bare hand curling over a cold stone. To think, it's been nearly a month since the clan leader was killed, hasn't it? It's only been a week at most. You're wrong. Harriet nodded, startled. When is his day, Mom? You're talking about your father again, aren't you? Yes. It seems you do listen to me. I try to. <clears throat> do you ever visit him? I, I, I had a sister who died when I was younger, and I used to visit the place she was buried. Tuffet, I'm afraid visiting him is something that has to wait. You see, in the East, it's very hard to bury someone. The ground is frozen, and even when it does get warmer, it's never suitable enough to dig. My father was cremated after his death, and his ashes spread. Have you ever visited him before? Uh, I could go with you. No, and that's something that will have to wait. As I said before, his day is soon, and for the first time, I'd like to visit it. Unfortunately, his ashes are... over the rift. On his day, when we take care of our problem for good, I intend to visit him. And before you ask, no, I don't need a chaperone. <clears throat> Mom? I don't like the direction that any of this is heading. Excuse me? Excuse me? The Dravara! You! Everything happening! It's starting to feel... Feel what, exactly? Wrong! It's starting to feel wrong, and I know this can't be good for you. I said before that I cared! <laughs> Are you the one running the Dravara, Tuffet? I'm sorry, Mum. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mum. I'm sorry. Don't you dare pretend to know just what is good for me. I've been working for this my entire life, and I'm not about to let you, of all people, keep me from it. Do you understand me? She was bleeding, shaking, and yet the officer managed to stagger back to her feet. Rowena snatched for Harriet's jacket, claws tearing easily through the fabric. Get out, and don't bother coming back until I call for you. Rowena's attention focused briefly on the crimson trickle down her face. However, it was only fascinating for so long before it became just as dull, just as useless, as the woman that stood shivering before her. Don't let me see you again tonight, Tuffet. Rowena's eyes traveled downward when she was gone, scanning over the plates as her hand twisted beneath them. The snow was caught there too, flecking in what blood was left behind on the gauntlet. 
disappearing just as quickly. Things fell away into nothing, not a sound. Are you sure they'll be alright back there? I feel a little bad just leaving them in town. They'll be fine. Would it be such a shame if they weren't? Be nice. <laughs> I'm joking. Are you though? Mostly, yes. Since they had abandoned the main road, it was difficult to gauge distance. The trails were old, not even marked. But the rift itself was unmistakable. Right here. He moved out from the tree line, riding a short distance until his horse came to a halt just before the land bridge. What's he doing? He's not going anywhere. Relax. For a moment, Silas was still, eyes locked on the emptiness that lay before them. He didn't move, only jostling slightly in the saddle as his horse pawed anxiously at the snow. Is... Come on. Silas. I feel like a stranger here now. I'm sure they'll be glad to see you. Hmm. Not to interrupt, but won't they see our tracks in the snow? The Javar, I mean. You believe in something. Right, it snows tonight. Please! What made you come back, Daniel? He was standing at the edge of it then, as close as his nervous horse would go to where the land gave away to the abyss. I need to go. Daniel rode towards him, snatching the reins of his horse and tugging them forward across the bridge. Next he knew, they were standing there in the trees, pushed back where the forest hid them from view. Could have been seen. Leave him alone, we made it. That's what matters. Why did you ride to the edge? <coughs> you... We made it across, that's enough. You said that like he wasn't eyeing the edge. Like he was going to ride right over. I... I wasn't that close. I'm sorry. I think I was just distracted. Are you alright now? <sighs> yes, I'm... I'm fine. Being here just... does things. I got lost. Don't do it again. Oh, will you lay off? I'm fine. I should have brought him with me. Listen, Silas. Everyone was hurt here. And you said it yourself. You felt like a stranger. No, not you. You were an officer. How could she possibly have done to you, lapdog? It's not a vaccine contest. Of course. I was her officer. Daniel's hands curled slowly into fists. She wouldn't hurt someone so close to her. Rowena would never spend her days trying to convince me that the world could only be measured in how much I did to make her happy. <laughs> She'd never think to tear me down so far until I was afraid of being on my own. Thinking on my own. Because what if I was wrong? At least, I was useful, right? 
At least I had some purpose to someone. No, but... I was her officer. And she'd never do that, would she, Silas? Forget it. You're right. It wasn't that bad. Everything is fine. Aurora reached out for Daniel's hand. No. I really don't want to be touched right now. That's fine. I won't. Uh, I'm sorry. We're close to the camp now, right? Close. <clears throat> yes, we're close. Getting there. Surprised we haven't drawn them out. Daniel went tumbling from the saddle, and his horse's reins were quickly grabbed as Silas tried to subdue the panicked animal. Daniel? The next arrow struck the snow directly in front of Silas as he dismounted. A warning. You know me, and you know my brother. My name is Alikio. They came from the trees, weapons drawn and lips peeled back to reveal their teeth. Wait, Len, it's me. Aurora? You're here? Oh no. The grizzled-looking Feloran slunk towards them, the others crowding just behind. Alikio Artut? Liar. He? He is Dravara. We have seen him. Not anymore. Please. He's with us. Aurora dismounted, moving cautiously to Daniel's side and helping him to his feet. Are you all right? Yeah. Just... I think it just caught the back of my leg. Aurora's compass. Nay, nay. Esklingen hans. Dukan. Ekedrepahan. Esklingen? We've come to help. Can you take us to Shah? 